hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, this is a podcast. You're what's good, folks. I appreciate you for tuning in to another episode of this a podcast. This is the show where I, Mech Show, sit down with some of the most talented, hardworking, forward thinking individuals that I know across all kinds of different industries. Um, I know people in music, arts, sciences, business. Um, I like to sit down with these people and just uh, get a really good understanding of how they got so good at what they do, how they maintain um, their skills, not even just maintain, but also improve upon their skills in their career and in their personal lives. Um, A little bit more about me. I am a content creator and I also run a family business uh, full time. Uh, Those are the two things that I do literally seven days a week. Um, 24 hours a day. So within that, I like to talk about a lot of business building, um, personal development, growth, things like that. Uh, So that's usually the scope or the frame of the conversation. But, you know, these things tend to go anywhere. Uh, As a content creator, I produce this podcast. I also produce a few other podcasts that you can find on itsnation.com and not just podcasts, web shows. We got something for everybody, man. If you're into sports, we got Sporty Life TV, web series hosted by my homies, Surgeon Theo Kona, who are uh, football coaches at John F. Kennedy High School. We also have a podcast called The Final Third, hosted by my boy Phil Nana, who is also a head coach, but at uh, Montgomery College, he coaches the uh, he's the head coach of the women's soccer team there. We also got the Bounce Back podcast, hosted by my girl Maylee Smittig. She is a yoga instructor, and her podcast is all about using yoga as a tool for um, resiliency and bouncing back. So she's talking to yoga instructors. She's talking to yogis. She's even talking to just everyday people who are committed to the yoga lifestyle. So that's dope. We got Live from the Back Seat hosted by my girl, Simone Mitchum, um, another talented individual on the team. So yeah, man, we got a whole bunch of things going on on itsnation.com. So definitely check that out. And also, if you, yes, you listening are interested in starting a podcast or have had ideas for a podcast but don't know where to start, uh, reach out to me, man. I'm always down to help people get their thing off the ground. Um, This is a podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me there and we can, you know what I'm saying, definitely get the wheels in motion for all that. But um, yeah. Definitely after this podcast, you know what I'm saying, listen to this first, and then go ahead and step on over to isnation.com and see what else we got going on over there. On this episode, I got The Hood Chef on tap. He's on Instagram at The Hood Chef. This was a super dope episode to record. Um, we did this when I was out in Los Angeles, um, and uh, Brooke put me on to homie. Uh, super cool dude, man. Has some really crazy stories. He's been making content since, um, like early YouTube days. So he was like, um, one of those people who was making content consistently on YouTube, like before people were making content consistently on YouTube. So he came up in, uh, a really cool, a really cool time, I think, as far as like content creating and stuff like that. Um, Continues to create content today. He's got the um, Hood Chef Certified show. He's got the Gas Report. Um, and we even get into some things that he's doing um, right now out in Los Angeles. Uh, this was a really cool episode, man. So um, let's get into it. Got the Hood Chef on tap today. Yeah, appreciate boy. you. Appreciate you uh, taking yes. some time to do this, bro. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, here. man. Um, also got Brooke Vasil on here. Yeah, What's man. going on, bro? How you That's been? That's goody, bro. Been well. Glad to be back on. Yeah. Um, we're out here in beautiful Los Angeles. Got the crazy view. Shout out to your view, man. Yes. That's really crazy. Um, real quick, man. Let people know a real quick rundown of who you are, what you do before we get into the real nitty gritty. Well, I'm known as the Hood Chef. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, now I'm stationed out in L.A., California. And um, 
I'm a catering chef, a personality, I'm a creator, and I'm a consultant. I'm like everything like matched up in one because, you know, I've been doing a lot of things for a lot of different years. So at one stage of my life, I was a videographer, and in another stage of my life, I was an editor. So, you know, you pick up a lot of different things. So yeah. uh, I gauge in right now just being a chef, a personality chef, and a, I guess a content creator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I want to know, um, how did you become to be known as the hood chef? Oh, that how did was, that come about? That was a, just creating content, man. It was like creating so much different content and just like seeing what the audience was gravitating to. So at one point, I was like, all right, I have one show. It was called, it was called uh, uh, the Savage Life because everybody called me Savage. Before I was hood chef, I was a rapper. You know, growing up as a rapper, like everybody else. But I can relate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my name stuck. So like, even though I wasn't rapping anymore, people were still calling me Savage because that's what they called me, Savage. So I made a I made a, a YouTube series in uh, 2006 called The Savage Life. And this one, as a point in my life, was like, you know something? I'm going to do what anything it takes to become famous. I'm going to film my life every single day and put a YouTube video up every... And this is 06, before people was even on yeah, YouTube yeah, like that much. For sure, for sure. So I'm like, I'm going to put a video up every single day, no matter what I'm going through. Because my mentor, her name is Deborah Granick, and she's a documentary filmmaker. And she always told me, she's like, Hector, people like to see you at your worst that way it gives you room for them to see you at your best so you gotta keep showing them everything show them through your struggles show them your hard times because other people out there are going through the same and they'll gravitate to you more more than you showing off to people That's and then, so they, real, and then yeah. people may not like, like you because they're like oh this guy's arrogant he's just showing off everything he got so I was like you know I took her advice but I was low at the time if you want to call it low I call it maybe a, a, a standing point to start building from so I started putting my everyday life on YouTube everyday with a, a hair, no haircut for two months and even like, look, I got no haircut for two months. What am I going to eat today? Oh, I made an episode called Changing the Couch because I had no money to eat, but I knew there was probably changing the couch before I even looked because I sat on it. I heard it. I was like, oh, there's changing there. I'm going to make a YouTube video called Changing the Couch. Yeah. Set up my camera by myself. I was like, yo, today we're doing Changing the Couch. Changing the Couch. Singing and dancing. Made it fun. Looked in the couch. Probably found like 425. Went to the local deli in Brooklyn. You know how we do. Get like a dollar worth of turkey, a uh, 50 cent roll, some cheese. A little drink for four twenty-five. I made my own sandwich at home, and I showed my audience that if you're in the same situation as me, there's probably still a way out for you to eat for that day, like a survival type of guy, whatnot. Did so, did you yeah. have like did you have an audience at that time? Like who were you? Like what yeah, was I, the intrinsic motivation had, to do I had that? An audience because yeah. I had people who from your rapping days. Or? Nah, nah. The audience I had was the audience that. Had, built off of YouTube because okay. uh, what happened was um, I just kept making so much content people started just like there was more viewers back then people yeah more, people because you weren't yeah. seeing right. videos like coming up every exactly. second exactly so people were more like people who I never met in my life from different states were like yo I like that content and they would like comment a lot so my thing was like I want to interact with them more so I'm going to use their name in my next video so I'll be like yeah, oh that guy who like that. Carmen <laughs> Fat Carmen yo yo Fat Carmen I seen what you said blah 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 so I'm going to make it like and, and, and you know they're even yeah. more more excited to to leave more comments like yo he mentioned my name in his video and now I'm building like like a community so mm -hmm. I have all these kids who are like 16 years old watching the Hood Chef videos and at one point when being Hood Chef I started meeting them I did the Hood Chef food tour and I went all to all the states that I met all these YouTube viewers and I stood with some of them I slept on their floors I washed their dishes <laughs> yeah. and all times I was like because yeah, I, I just I was just really like chest what do you want to call it? testing the universe yeah. or just testing everything I was like you know I'm just going to take everything I own and I gave it to the Salvation Army and I just packed a small bag I started hitting out companies like Sprayground and other companies like listen Sprayground you give me your backpack I'm gonna pack it with full of like this little bit of items and I'm going cross country hood chef food tour I'm doing barbecues state to state in any who which everybody wants to book me and they're like oh okay write it down on paper and we'll give you like a thousand dollars in the book bag I'm like alright bet and it was just me just like really with like a, a Twitter it was like a Twitter message yeah. to them and whatnot. but they were like Companies really were like fucking with the movement and whatnot. So I just did that. I got a couple of t-shirt companies that were like like up and coming. Like, yo, bro, I'll wear your t-shirt in every state. I'll put you in my uh, in my videos. And like, yo, I'm with it. So people were giving me money just for that. And then, you know, I had a little... Uh, a little GoFundMe going, but it wasn't too fast. So I was just trying to build up funds just to survive on the road. Mm -hmm. I started out with like five or six people, ended up just me and my DJ. And then my DJ got called out for something, so it was just me. So I did like the rest of the tour by myself. Ended up in California and San Diego. And my boy Grams was out there doing music. And he was like, yo, bro, maybe my homies that I'm staying with on their couch, maybe they'll fuck with you. I'm like, I don't know, bro. He asked them, and they were like, yeah, come down. And I was, like, oh. wow. I was in LA, I went down to San Diego. 
And then yeah, I was. Is that what brought you here? Is like you you came here and then you stayed? Is that now what what brought me here was actually uh, the cannabis industry brought me back. Okay, brought, brought me right back. <clears throat> you know, yeah, brought me back over here because I work with uh, I work with High Times. I work with a, a whole bunch of different cannabis companies, and one I was working with at the time was called Puffco. And Puffco is a, a vaporized pen in which you could put your concentrates in your in your vape pen and you're off to go. So I knew the owner and um, he booked me for a chalice event and it was pretty dope. His name is Raj. Roger. Shout out goes to Roger for all that. And uh, they brought me out there, Roger and Chelsea, to the High Times 2016, was it? Yeah, 2016 High Times. And I did a barbecue. It was so hot. It was in San Bernardino. And it was so hot. It must have been one of the. It must have been the hottest barbecue I ever did, because I did a barbecue literally like in, in uh, swimming trunks. Cause, and it wasn't <laughs> in no no beach area. It was just because it was that hot and the de- it was in the desert. Right. It's a San San Bernardino desert. It went up to 114 degrees, and I'm behind a grill, grilling yeah. and cooking. And there's a whole bunch of. And their gimmick was you vote for us as, to get best pen, and um, <coughs> you get a free burger from Hood Chef. It was so hot. That I had bought salmon burgers and other burgers, they melted in the bag. Like the salmon burgers were like liquefied in the gross. bag still. It was like, That's yo, it was that gross. hot. I had to toss yeah, them things. Everything was just that hot, yo. Was like, yo. <laughs> it was disgustingly hot. I had people like I had water bottles with fans on them at the same time. I'm over here with a headband and like swimming trunks. And I'm just grilling for the people. And people was, they, they didn't care. It was still a yeah, line of like 15 to 20 people. Yeah. That's another thing. Hit How chef. did um how did cooking come into your life? Like how long? Like oh, yeah. at what age did you start like cooking? Like well, seriously, I guess. I grew up. I grew up in a home where my mom cooked every day. That okay. was a, that was a plus. So yeah. I was used to having like a home cooked meal. That was that was pretty cool. So when I was creating that content, when I, before I became hood chef, I was doing like the savage life, just every day filming. And um, I was with all the homies one day, and we were like, "Yo!" And this is how hood chef was born. And uh, I was with all the homies in a house, just like a trap house, you want to call it. But a bunch of young boys, like just trying to make it. Everybody mm-hmm. want to be a rapper. And I was like the guy who did the video. So everybody mm-hmm. was like fucking with me. Like, yo, I was like, I could do videos for y'all. And they're like, yo, we could videos. So I was doing my, my Hood Chef videos. And I'm cooking for them one day because we was going to order like some pizza or some Chinese food. And we were like, yo, we tired of eating that. So I was like, look, I could cook rice and beans and like chicken cutlets. Like my mom used to cook for like the same amount of money, like $14. And they were like, yo, fuck, we with it. Let's just, let's film like for the Savage Life. One of my, my, my boy, Brooklyn T, was like, let's film that for the Savage Life. But I was like, nah, let's make it something different. Was like, a, like a different video. And then he was like, like what? I was like, maybe like the neighborhood chef. He was like, nah, that's, that's whack. I was like, maybe like uh, was Ghetto Gourmet. He was like, nah, that's whack. And it was like, what about like Hood Ghetto chef? Gourmet is actually tough. I like that. I like Ghetto Gourmet. <laughs> but yo, that was actually because my um, my mentor, Debbie Granick, she had that name. So yeah, okay. Like, Ghetto, Gourmet. Like Ghetto Gourmet. I, mean, so I mentioned it to my boy. He was like, nah, it's not. Yeah, okay, not okay. I was like, okay. okay, how about Hood Chef? He was like, yeah, Hood Chef sounds, sounds about right. I like yeah. that name, Hood Chef. I was like, all right, fuck it, let's do the hood chef and shit. So I made the rice and beans and shit and the chicken cutlet for uh, for the homies. And that's how Hood Chef was born. I, I was liking that. I was like, you know, I like doing that Hood Chef video. It was fun. Let's do another one. Let's go to the Indian restaurant down the block. I never had Indian food. And let's do like a Hood Chef episode in there. So I went in there. I was like, yo, what up? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm about to try hood, uh, Indian food for the first time. And that was another uh, episode. So I just kept doing them casually. And then I got to Florida. And I did one for my for my sister. She Because she likes grilled cheese. Uh, I did one for her. And I put a lot of butter in it. But that's the one that got noticed by the Daily News. So like two years later. I think I saw that one. Yeah, that's Daily, when you put like shitload of butter. Shitload of butter, <laughs> shitload of butter. I just kept adding butter. And the Daily News seen that. And they're like, yeah, they want to do an article on me. And that's when I was like, oh, shit. I got to be hood chef now. I was like, you know, son, I'm, don't even call me savage no more. Don't call me savage. Everybody, call, I started telling everybody, call me hood chef. Like, oh, all right, I'll call you hood chef. So that's how hood chef was kind of born. It's because once I was recognized by the Daily News, it gave me that motivation to like, all right, yeah. cool. This is the, I got to go with this content, this content. So my friend was excited about it. His name is Orlando O. The Butcher. And he was working in D.C. at the time at P Street, uh, Whole Foods at P Street. Okay. So uh, the, he's like, yo, I'm going to come up and I'm going to do a video with you at my father's butcher shop. So we did the video and I uh, had a drop from Wiz Khalifa because he did a concert in New York. He said, yo, you watch Hood Chef, bitch. I'm with the, him in the video and shit. So it looked kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I used that in, in, in the beginning of that video. And he put it on his Facebook page and the manager from the Whole Foods seen that shit. And he was like, yo, who's that guy, Hood Chef? I want to bring him down to, to, to down here. You think he'll do it if we pay him? And then my boy was like, hell yeah, he'll do that shit. He called me up. I was like, yo, 
my boy, you know, they want to pay you. Whole Foods want to pay you to do a hood chef video. I'm like, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. So they paid me like 15 racks, yo. It was crazy. That is it, yeah. crazy. For a video, I had to like negotiate it. I yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't even know what this, how well, to I was about to say, what, like, how did you do that and get it, that? Like, it was weird because like, I, I was like talking to my boy Brooklyn T at the time and my other homie, Butcher, like, yo, how are we going to ask for the money from these people? Like, I never did this before. They're like, I don't know, man. So we're all like trying to contemplate. We start like adding up like how much it would be because they want us to rent the equipment. So we're like, yo, let's just say 15,000 15, just to see what they say. So I'm sitting on the table with the guy. I'm like, yo, I'm like, uh, he's like, so how much, bro? I'm like, uh, 15. He's like, that's it? Well, I was like, I was like, damn, I probably could ask for more. <laughs> Straight he up. said, he said, that's Straight it. Up. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's it. And he goes, all right, cool, man. I got like twenty five to spend, but there's fifteen's all you needed. Yeah. I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like, I, I, I it's funny. I feel like I've heard stories like that man. often, where when someone's doing something for the first time for pay, they always like underestimate like always. what people are willing it's to like pay like for that shit. Thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to learn that negotiation up, tactic where you just drop the right number and. And you gotta start high, I guess. Yeah, that's why. That's low. why they tell you you yeah. always gotta start like at a comfortably high, I I was high, high price. I thought straight 15, up. I thought I was ready to go lower than fifteen. Straight up, you thought like, you was uh, doing like right. like Dude, please say yes to fifteen, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like 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 fifteen. As soon as you said that's yeah. it, I got kind of like greedy. I was like, damn, I should ask for more. But then that note that then you you know saying you carry that on to the the next thing, you know, that's a lesson. You know, I'm saying I learned the lessons from from. I'm kind of interested in knowing Brooke from your perspective. Like, how did you link up with? this nigga in the first place hey, like, it, how did y'all kind of become funny, cool so, so, me and my nigga Lil we had came out to Cali we was in 2017 we went to Mardi Gras yeah and while we were in New Orleans we were like yo bro like that's why like, that's what's going on like right around now isn't it yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. is <laughs> yeah. so I was like shit I'm trying to, I was like you know, I haven't been to Cali in a minute. I would definitely love to go over there and plug in. Tickets was looking right. And then I was just like, yo, you trying to fuck with it? And he's like, yeah, let's slide out. So we slid out. And as soon as I came out here, I was like, let me see who I got to plug in with. Or if there's anybody that I know, like maybe I should link with them. And my boy Sar, you know, Sar yeah, been yeah. on this joint before fucking up. He had been on his show for for numerous years and okay. I the whole time I had actually been at one of Chef's events when he was around my way he had done this little Thanksgiving mac and cheese dinner and everything. do you remember that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> for Young Gleesh it was a Young yeah, Gleesh event young Gleesh yeah it was a okay. little Gleesh event that joint was lit and he was just doing it for the people like yeah. if you bought tickets to that joint it was free oh, plates free. oh wow fat, fat plates <laughs> yeah fat wow. plates yeah. Yeah. fat plates come back in for seconds if there yeah. are seconds yeah. type shit but but yeah, we ain't really, you know what I'm saying, really link on that day. But like, you know, fast forward a couple of years, he had told me to plug in with Chef. And I had happened to have my camera out at the time, the Osmo at the time. And then I was like, all right, bet, let me pull up on him. And then as soon as I just pulled up, you know what I'm saying, the finals, it was a vibe. You know, it was a vibe. Like, <laughs> Chef was already cooking some of his, some of his signature tiger sandwiches. He told me and Lil just kicked back, about to cook, just giving us all these fucking different edibles and treats from all these different brands that <laughs> yeah. have like sponsored the fun house yeah. and whatnot. And just off of that, just started clicking and then just started making that same day. I shot like the making of a tiger sandwich. So we started yeah, just yeah. making content. Nice. And then from there, man, like, <laughs> yeah. yo, this would be like, this is like my, my Mecca. I like right when I come here, I set all my moves out about yeah. to make out a yeah. Cali. Like when I come over here, I just be plying this shit out. So yeah, that's man, real. This is this is the Brody right here, man. That's real. Um, what chef? What was your kind of like first impressions of Brooke? Do you remember? Oh yeah, man. Uh, motivated and hardworking. Yeah, one of the hardest working motherfuckers I've ever met. Yeah. You know, tomorrow, wake up before anybody woke up. Went to the gym <laughs> for two hours. Played ball, came back, edited a video, and then you wake up. And you're like, yo, you ready to start things? Like I've been had my day start already, bro. What are you talking about? And then every time you fall asleep, you fall asleep working. You know what I'm saying? Straight every up. single time fall asleep is working on something. It's never fall asleep like, all right, guys, I got to go to bed. <laughs> Calling it one. You know that? <laughs> Turning it's in for the fall night. asleep with a laptop or a phone or doing some type of work and then fall asleep and wake up like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. So hardworking and motivated. So when, he, when, when we link, it's more like I get more motivated to even work even harder and step yeah. my game up like, all right, cool. We're gonna even lock in. I know we're gonna create some content. I know we're gonna do some beautiful things. So yeah. And um, as we're overlooking this like crazy, what would you say that is down there? What are we overlooking right now? That is like Google Central. It's called. Yeah. They call that shit Silicon Valley Beach. 
Oh wow! Okay. So Silicon Valley is right around here. Well, it's not. Well, no, no, it's not. This, this, this is the yeah, beach of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the the beach. The young, of the young what? rich tech, of course. Tech cats. They 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 move them over here because they have the YouTube studios here, Google studios here, Snapchat studios here, fucking Yahoo studios here, Fox studios. All the studios are right wow. there. Yeah. So we got a lot, and then we got LMU campus, which we live on LMU campus, okay. which is a, a a college. So you have a lot of young creatives over here. Yeah. So they had Silicon Valley Beach for the young tech kids. All the young tech, hip tech kids, they all live in Silicon Valley Beach. And uh, it's a beautiful view. We are so fortunate with the front house because we had the direct view over the soccer field, overlooking the dog parks, overlooking all the, the beauty. We had Venice Beach to the left. We had the Hollywood sign to the right. And we have all this. And the, the craziest thing about it all, before I even got to this house, I, was, I didn't even have a place to live. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was couch surfing in New York, not even knowing where I was going to go next. I was just following my path, kept grinding. I just had to keep working on things. Yeah. And you said that cannabis kind of like came out, like it like brought me what, like here. it brought you here. Like, it what did you me mean here. by that? Because I know you do the gas report. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Which report, I also kind of want to talk about here, but, but um, yeah, like how, tell about like how that the cannabis was always been a part of the culture of uh, Hood Chef and the For Fun Crew and the Fun Houses. The first Fun Houses was in New York, in Brooklyn, New York, and I was getting young creatives around then and doing the same thing with the graffiti. So in 2011, they had the first cannabis cup in America. Never had a cannabis cup in America, but in 2011, they had one. One of my best friends, Oda Butcher, his birthday's on 420. So he's like, yo, I'm taking you to that cannabis cup because we love weed so much. I was so high, I couldn't really do much, but he was <laughs> still like in sober state of mind where he was able to, to connect with the people and let them know about the brand. Like, yo, we do, we do this brand called Hood Chef, blah, 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 but for fun. So we ended up getting booked the next year, 2012, by High Times. He connected with them on that level. So we, now we're booked by High Times. We're in the game now because it's like it just started. So he's in communication with them and he's in the game. I'm still in New York doing barbecues, doing barbecues. He's getting himself like in the cannabis game. On the homie I had met who was entering the cannabis game, I gave him an alley-oop with like a, a, a secret cup. But he got further because he had a product that was like A1. So now he's like banging out there with his Puffco pen and he's like way far. He reaches back out to me now. He's like, yo, chef, I'm doing chalice. I want to pull you. you want, I want to book your flight to Cali. I'm going to give you $4,000. And you want to do this event or what? I'm like, yo, I'm, I want to do it. So I have 4000 I have my plane ticket. Me and my homie Ryan, my homie Brooklyn T, we get out here. And uh, we had... We had no plan to stay in. We were about to go to Portland, Oregon after the Cannabis Cup because the weed culture is strong out there. And in Portland, Oregon, they need energy from New York. You know what I'm saying? They need that New York swag. They need that East Coast energy. They need that. They need we could just go out there and do whatever we want to do. Yeah. So that's what we kind of like, bro. Look at these guys playing with the weed over yeah, there. I know, right? <laughs> distracting me. I said, distracting me with that. No, but like, I'm kind of like blown away by like how. Like, like listening to your story, it would sound like, and it probably feels like this way from your perspective, like you kind of like just kind of stumbling upon these like great business opportunities. Yeah, but like, I'm trying to think like, yeah. what is the like, like, what do you think is the thing that allows you to get all these like crazy opportunities? Like, yeah. is it just that grind? Like, I mean, I don't want to answer for you, but uh, like, what yeah, is it? It's, it's, a, it's a couple of things. You got to keep. You got to keep treating people like you want to be treated all the time, or even better. You know what I'm saying? You got to like, That's you got to like treat everybody like gold, and then that's just gonna carry on. Even everybody, I'm talking about every time, treat everybody great, 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 and then just keep on going for you, whatever you got to go for, and like put everybody before you and shit like that, and everything's just gonna come towards you. Not always, but you know, I don't smoke uh, woods, I only smoke joints. Hey, facts. But uh, yeah, facts. that's that was one of my things I always did, because. All my jobs, like I was like a deli clerk or like doing something like, and I was always cleaning and always like, so I, I was never shy to clean. So when I, uh, when I became hood chef, I'm doing the barbecue, I'm serving people. So I'm already serving you. I'm already like cleaning up after you. I'm already like doing things for you. Already so that I'm likeability. Already, already like, that. And, not, <laughs> straight and, up. and when I started doing the brand, I took that money from the Whole Foods shit. And when I went back, I started doing the free barbecues. I did a free barbecue, 400 free burgers, 400 free chicken kebabs, 400 chicken sandwiches. So I did 400 everything. <laughs> for free and I had the branding from um, from Currency actually because around that same time Currency was watching my my, my, my hood no chef way. video yeah. and he recognized Currency is like one of my favorite yeah, people out mine there mine too Facts. especially at the time of 2010 and he was like yeah like, that's when I saw Dash and all yeah, that 100%. shit so I'm like backstage at the Currency show and not going to see Currency because he's back there and I'm speaking to everybody else and I'm, like, I'm telling them I'm hood chef and they're like yeah like, like like not really listening to me but like listening to me yeah, yeah, and yeah. Currency comes into the room and then the homie I'm talking to he had a camera he's like yo my bad Currency I'm like yeah I understand 
understood. He went over here and took the currency. I take my doobie, I light it up and shit. And he's like, he looks over all the cameras, like, hold up, is that her chef over here? I said, you know me? Yeah, I know you, dog. I watch all your shit. I said, you watch my shit? I was like, that would blow me away. Did it? Blew my mind. I was like, I was like, what? He's like, he goes, yeah, I want to do a whole week of hood chef. I was like. Nah, I'm about to blow crazy. up. Yeah, yeah straight up. That's what I thought in my yeah, mind. I was like, yeah. yo, I'm about to, this is it. I was this like, is it. Like, this <laughs> is the moment and shit like that. I was like, everybody was like ping pong in, the, in that room because he was like, here and I'm here. I'm like, and everybody's listening to my response and going back to him like, yo. like, like, like what? Like, what's going on? And as we're getting like, closer to each other, we get closer and closer. And he's like, giving me hugs. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. Bro, yo, bro, bro. And when I'm weak talking and shit in the cut, and everybody's just like, in the room just like looking at us talking I'm that's like wild. I'm talking to her and at the same time I'm like yo this is happening right now that's like, wild talk to right. me? Like, I called it because I'm using his music in the back of my my Hushet videos mm-hmm. and shit like it was the perfect vibe it's yeah, my vibe yeah. and shit like that I was like had this shit vibing I guess and I was adding him and it was like, it was like Twitter days and shit it wasn't even like Instagram wasn't even yeah. out yet it was like but he used YouTube. to be like super active on Twitter you know what I'm saying? Super active and shit. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like yeah, he kind of came wish. up like on that like Very Twitter much. music I, era. Like, like a lot of that like that reefer-loose like that what was it called? Like the yeah, the reefer-loose. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Like the currency whiz. Like they definitely utilized that social media yeah, platform, they, man. They was on it early interacting joint. with people. Oh yeah, yeah straight yeah, up. They're doing that kind of stuff. Ten years later, and it's like it's a vibe, man. I'm so happy for those dudes because. Because Wiz, he's always been cool. Every time I bumped heads or smoked with him, I can't necessarily say we're, we're friends and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I smoked with homie a, a few times. I know his uh, his manager, Will. Okay, like, well, he, we yeah, follow each other on Instagram. Yeah, he, yeah. You know, he, he'll yeah, say what up and answer back. Yeah. Currency, I can actually say that was a, was a friend of mine. He's busy now. We don't talk anymore like we used to and shit, but mm-hmm. been many times. Even when I when that, in that San Diego trip, actually, uh, uh, he called me on stage. He's like, yo, because he called me backstage. We were hanging out backstage, smoking all of us and shit, right. getting mad high. And then he was like, yo, I want you to be on stage. When I rap, he told me, I said, Word? He goes, Yeah. And this is the first time, like, I'm like there, like, from the beginning of the show. And he's like, Yo, tell me, pulling me on stage in Cali. And it's like a pool table on stage. And he told one of his other homies, he said, Yo, I want you to be, you, both of y'all guys to be playing pool. It's like a pool table on stage <laughs> while I do my performance. That's I'm like, I'm like, All right, bet. So I'm like, he's like, he's like right, his boy, I just met him that day, but he was cool. I like, right, bet. So we on stage. Right? Like that, and right? people's, <laughs> throwing, people's throwing joints on stage, like big ass joints and shit. Like, I always seen them doing shit. Yeah. But now I'm on stage. Yeah. And the show and he's like collecting them and putting them on the pool table and there's like so many of them and I'm like damn like I want to smoke one but I don't want like, this currency shit he's like, he's like, yo, he's like yo fool smoke that shit I'm like yeah. alright I'm smoking them yo I swear to you bro I almost fainted on stage yeah. yo. I was telling myself don't faint don't faint cause I was with the pool stick I was drinking I was sipping man yeah, I was yeah. sipping too backstage and I was smoking this shit currencies Currency's like doing the show and I'm like literally yo bro about to faint I'm like yo everything's getting dizzy spinning I'm like yo chef if you faint right now your shit is done everybody's gonna know you whole brand everything you work for everybody's gonna know you as the dude who fainted and <laughs> right. blah blah right. blah so I'm like, I was like holding myself up with the pool stick trying to act trying to play pool still and I made it out alive yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying and that was, that was the vibe right that's there. wild um, also though speaking of like how they kind of came up in that like when social media was like still kind of like new and it was still kind of like popping, people were still trying to figure out like how to like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're looking at everything Uh because you're, it's new. Like you're, you're just like, you're not really used to seeing like what fucking currency's doing on a Saturday at two o'clock. Like, you know what I'm saying? You never Mm -hmm. had the access to that information. But like, I think about it now, how, okay, we're kind of used to it. Like, how does that, if at all, like, does that change how you approach it? Is it, it, it coming up from that time and then like- Yeah, cause now you gotta find out new ways to keep your audience or to, to, to create your audience or lock in your audience yeah. in. That's social media not and, and, Yeah, and yeah. so it's like before you just could be out there and be consistent. Consistent was the main thing. Like you're consistent, you're on it, yeah, you're, you're on it. And then now, and people, they follow trends. So now it's like, oh, what's the trend right now? Oh, this is the trend, I'm gonna follow that trend cause that's what's gonna keep me, people on me. And uh I feel the best thing to do is just really to be interactive with your audience. The more interactive with your audience you can be, the more they will always appreciate you or love you and they'll be like long lasting and whatnot. So I try to be more interactive and I feel uh, any artist that really can interact like J. Cole, he really 
interacts with his audience a lot when not. That's why people love him so much. He will go out there and people love 6ix9ine for that same reason. He was actually interacting with his audience. He'll go out there to certain places and give shit out or do certain things and he's more accessible. The more mm-hmm. accessible you are and the more your audience will, I, I think, appreciate you because we're used to those uh, those cocky rappers from generations like Cameron and everybody else and when you meet them, they always feel like like you, you can't even say what up to them because they always mm-hmm. like they're better than you type mm-hmm. of shit mm-hmm. and those rappers were not cool. Currency and Wiz, they never made a motherfucker feel like that. They want to smoke with you. They want to hang out with you and that's why I think they have fans that who always would love them and whatnot. And I will always appreciate them because I've been around the two cool rappers and shit all the time, and they act always act that they too cool. Yeah, and they they done now, you know what I'm saying? So but I think like because I've kind of thought about this before, but I think to some degree, like that's what the rap persona is. Like you, you like the persona of a rapper is like yeah. you gotta think you or act like you're better than you know. Like y'all feel that way? Like you know what I'm saying? I guess I feel like that's what. That's People what it's, think when they think rapper. That's what they think, right? So that might be a generalized like pers- like perspective, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the truth. Yeah, right? But even that. though you may be in and be like, no, there are those type of personalities, but you'd be like, I'd rather, you'd rather be, you'd rather respect somebody's character as opposed to the front that they're trying to put up. Straight and it's up. like, sometimes... Sometimes people are who they are. That's what you would prefer. I want you, if that's how you are, then move exactly that. But to feel as if that's what you have to do to be able to move within whatever industry, that's not that's not real. Yeah, it's kind of corny. Yeah, fuck. Um, but like, also, Brooke, how do you feel about the like social media landscape today? Like, I mean, but you're also like kind of coming up in it. But like, how do you feel? Like, how do you? I mean, at least in 2019, I guess. Like, let's make it more specific. I mean, how I, do you think? I just, I just view social media as a tool, and it's a very important tool. And you have to even be aware to the changes that are happening in social media as they're happening. Yeah, because right? this like, happened. But now that they know, not, like everybody's yeah. paying attention, they're always constantly but making before it it's and like it what, what they you, think is more interesting. Before, when you see the outlets, you use the outlets, right? And now. Now on the outlets, there's many apps and many. There's so many there's different many things, different ways, and then yeah. also, I mean, of course, there's always oversaturation. So how does your message get heard in a whole world of content? And not even like it's bad content. There's a lot of great content. So you're trying to get your content out yeah. in a world with great content and a lot of shitty content. But what people don't understand is people also have different budgets behind these type of content. So you, you might criticize, oh, how does this? Uh, how does this go on and you don't see this on you know what I'm saying but people have shit backing them you know what I'm saying to push it forward so then that means well it's not all necessarily social media right it's so many other facets to it you know so I mean I feel like that plays into what Chef was saying about like being interactive with people because like when you build like a relationship with somebody they kind of like want to check in on you and like yeah. watch your shit Always. you know what I'm saying because like they feel like they know you and so it's like and there's different ways people do it I see a lot of these cannabis brands they'll do something called stash and, stash and grab mm-hmm. so that's how they build their, their audience up they're like alright every single day at 4 o'clock you tune into our Instagram and we're gonna give you the clues to our stash and grab where you where in the local area you will find a bag and will contain weed and products and shit yeah, and then that. after that they'll, they'll film the person who wins it and they'll do it every day so now you got people who want to tune in because they want a chance to win that stash and grab and mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. so you build the audience quick like that you get like 30,000 people watching and then now they're watching every single day now yeah. where do you want to direct their, 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 their attention their audience? to exactly mm-hmm. now they're, they're watching they already captivated you're giving them something already and it's called that's, that's what you're paying so your right. cost for advertisement is costing you whatever it is and then your efforts now you use a, a unique marketing tool to, to gravitate you could do it with the food also mm-hmm. I would do it with the food come to this event I'm doing all free food and I have one of my rapper friends performing when not so now you get a free performance and you get free food you may get a free uh, a raffle for a shirt or a gift bag yeah, also yeah. Now and you, you also free, just had a vibe like now you get, get the vibe, that vibe you're like, the episode yeah. so people are like yo I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to that event and one night and, yeah. and that's different ways people are, are can get affected, you know, by by a brand and shit like that, and that's why I think more brands are gonna grab. I I see that because there's gonna be other people who think like us, and they're gonna be consulting for brands, and mm-hmm. then they're gonna they get the info to the brands, and then brands are gonna jump on that right there. Next. Yeah, and but also I kind of want to know about the cannabis culture mm-hmm. that like like what like what are I guess what's your relationship with cannabis out here? Oh, uh, it's a lot, man. Yeah. A lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. Because not only are, are we uh, 
people who are in the cannabis industry, we're people Judge. who are innovative, uh, mm-hmm. innovators in the cannabis industry. Yeah. We're making, we're either around the people who are making the next move or we're actually creating the next moves ourselves. And that's one thing that's great about being not only in LA, because LA is like the, the hub right now for the cannabis community. Yeah. Everybody from all over the world just is coming to LA and they're all here. And they're but all, even like from like a business perspective, like an entrepreneurship perspective. So many you know different levels for it. Because now that it's going about to be national and by 2021, cannabis to be national so everybody's trying to get their hands on it I even heard like the stock now now they have you could buy cannabis yeah, stocks stock, now yeah, or not so yeah, it's like it's, uh, you could go you could crazy. be related to a cannabis like food again it could be related to a cannabis brand that have nothing to do with cannabis mm-hmm. and still win I could be having a shop opened up to a, a 420 shop and then now everybody gets hungry and then want to go to the shop and whatnot mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying That's real. so it's like you could just flip it like my, my whole flip on it food wise was to do the sauces I'm gonna be doing something called swag sauce which would be medicated sauces in ketchup packs and in CBD oh shit yeah yeah, 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 yeah. all yeah. condiments you get ketchup barbecue <laughs> yeah. sauce whatever you want but it'll be in a ketchup size pack and it'll be a condiment with the dosage that's right for you mm-hmm. and that's how they'll be picked up on that's and, super lit yeah it's called it's gonna be called swag sauce and then they got the hood chef medicated chocolates which I brought today and this yeah. is a gift for you guys oh shit right yeah. here oh, yeah. So your gift that, right there. So yeah. some nice chocolates we make yeah. here. Dark chocolate, light chocolate. We got some nice fillings, Bavarian cream and raspberry and like uh the Bavarian chocolate and whatnot. So I guess I guess the question that I have for you is like how did you get into it from that perspective? Like how long is like how long have you wanted to be on the money making end of the cannabis culture? Oh, well, like I, well, making edibles and products is something new for me. Yeah. I was always associated with just through the food. Like cannabis yeah. events would book me because they're like, oh, they need the food part. So I was like, yo, I'm happy with just being associated with the cannabis and just being there smoking and having access to the farms. But I, what stepping in as a consultant after being here for two or three years and, and like knowing about cannabis because always being around it since I was like 14 years old. I'm like, all right, cool. I could actually give people advice and uh, and let, let them know how to move. So maybe I want to start a consulting company up. So like, oh, I'll do that. But let me just do free consulting to see how good I am at it. And if anybody actually uses my information and makes money, then maybe I could start really charging for the information. And shit. Yeah, so that's real. Doing the cannabis uh, consulting and then just like still being associated with it and coming up with these ideas with brands, going to these things they call sessions out here, which they're daily and weekly out here and being associated with those as a brand ambassador, letting people know to, about them and and uh, educating them on what they how they run it's like a swap me basically for for weed and it's like yeah so being in the cannabis it's a new industry so it's like yeah. you kind of gotta make your job and made it be known also it's like you could create your own job out of nowhere kind of like they did in the music industry how they used to talk about like yo you can make Straight your own up. job up it's it's kind of something similar so I use a lot of those same skills I because like I said I've been doing this for a long time I started out. Uh, doing this in two, the year 2000 probably. In the year 2000, I was doing camera, I was a cameraman for like uh, this company called uh, Night Sessions Television. And it was like a DVD company that was in competition with Smack DVD. So I would wow. be out there, yeah, I would be out there interviewing like 50 Cent and like fucking uh, who's ever rappers at a time, like Ludacris and like, I'll be going everywhere and yeah, shit, going yeah, to yeah. Epic yeah. Records and, <laughs> and just getting the footage. And then my big homies, they'll take the footage and they'll edit it up and they'll put their concept behind it and I would get my little credit. Like even if I'll be lucky if I even got my, I, I felt like I was doing the most work back then yeah, and I would yeah. not even get my name on the DVD. But that's really interesting, yo. How did you get into that? Like, do you remember like, how did yeah. that come about? Like, I, I came into that, that because um, he was working he was working on the DVD that was yeah like, the, I remember, the, the you know, smack DVD of was, uh, what here or no, like no in, in, in Brooklyn and basically I, I'm from Brooklyn New York everybody knows yeah. so, like I only been here three years so and when Smack DVD came out, there was another DVD called Night Sessions Television. My boy Emu Gutter was doing, and he was doing it in public access in the Bronx, yeah. and then became a DVD. And he was an editor and uh, he uh, and, a, and a filmmaker, so he was doing that already. But he hired me because uh, I had met another homie through my mentor Deborah Granick. She was doing that film called Down to the Bone, and she had a cast member, and his name was Big Worm. His name is Diverse, and he was like a, a rapper and whatnot. And I had told him when I met him on set, I was like, "Yo, after the movie's over, if you ever need a cameraman because I was telling my, my my friend Deborah, my mentor was like yo I gotta do something with my life I was like 22 I was like after this movie what am I gonna do and she's like oh, Hector you can have you could borrow my camera you could do the documenting stuff I was like alright so she's like she's like act diverse maybe you could like film for him so I was like oh yo you think I could like film for you or something like that bro he's like yeah man I need a cameraman actually I was like I bet so I was nervous too I was like I'm about to film for this dude I don't even know him like that he's like a rapper and shit 
So he started bringing me around and filming and whatnot. So I had those film skills that my my friend Debbie Granny had showed me how to like how to like shoot like like stay still and do the, and, and have that eye and, and and I started talking like her also because she's like she's like a white lady and whatnot. So I started speaking like more like her and like people like that communication more. Like oh when he speaks I can, like I can understand him more than me like yo whoa, whoa. so the people like like that. So uh, me doing a job one day. My friend was like, "Yo, my boy Emu Gutter, he wanna he wanna hire you. He liked the way you was filming for me, and he wanna give you a hundred dollars for a video." So I was like, "All right, a hundred dollars for just a shoot? I'm doing it." You know, I was 22 at the time; it was a lot of money for me. So I, I did the video for him, and me being with him the whole day, he loved my the way I was shooting. He was like, "Yo, I wanna hire you all the time." So he goes, he started hiring me for his nice sets of television DVD. So that's why I started working with him. And I remember the, um one of them we was doing something for this. This girl named Martha Diaz, she just was doing something called the Hip Hop Odyssey Film Festival. And uh, that was the first, no one even knew who Kanye West was yet. This is the first time Kanye West even did Jesus Walks live. He said that shit on the camera before he even did it. <laughs> yeah. And like, I didn't even know he was coming and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, young cameraman. My cat had the VX2000 and shit like that. Did you know who he was at that time? I didn't even know who he was. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, everybody yeah. kept asking about him yeah. and shit. Like, my, I was with my boy Weebay from The Wire. He was one of my friend, uh, my friend's friend, a diverse friend, Weebay. His name's Hassan. He's an actor and shit. And uh, he was in the other movie Clockers and shit. So everybody thought he was Kanye, you know what I'm saying? Because he looked like a famous person and shit. <laughs> everybody kept coming up to him like, you Kanye West? Yeah. Kanye. And he looks at me, he's like, why the fuck everybody keeps asking me if I'm Kanye and shit? I'm like, who the fuck is this Kanye everybody keeps talking about? Hey, yeah. like, it was like, oh, that guy, is in Rockefeller. I'm like, oh, he's in Rockefeller, that's why. Oh, he's that DJ, oh, he's that, oh, he's that producer dude. All right, who the fuck is he and shit? So we waited for him all night, he didn't show up. Finally, when my fucking batteries are dead, he shows up. Yeah. When the batteries are dead and I filmed all night already and I had no tape left, <laughs> he shows up. Oh, I'm sweating because I'm winning VIPs, mad people there. And, oh, shit, Kanye, I'm trying to scramble, trying to rewind the tape of the <laughs> deadest part of the night so I can record over that that part. And his battery's getting spent. I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm trying to get in and shut down. He's like, yo, you never did this one before? I'm about to do Jesus Walks. I'm, I'm here and I'm, my whole body's like shaking now because like the whole room, the vibe is that crazy, yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm looking in, he had this fucking Letterman jacket, man, humble with the fucking. And he's, I'm like, fuck the camera, put that shit down. I had to just, I had to take it in. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I took it in a moment of hip hop right there. Yeah, he, yeah. he never even performed. Jesus Walks. I seen that shit. Yeah. It was crazy. It was for the first time. And I was like, yo, I love doing this job. I wanted to be the cameraman. Yeah. And I just kept going and going and meeting people. That's wild. Um, if you go back to like when you were a kid, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Oh, archaeologist. Yeah. What is that? An archaeologist? I'm trying to think of an archaeologist goes like, like they dig up, right? they, they, yeah, they Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. I thought I was going to be an archaeologist. Yeah. yeah. I always, I was always. Cause like watching cartoons <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to always love when they used to go like 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 Looney Tunes when they used to go like to the desert and like and go like and involve like archaeology inside the cartoon for some reason. That just fascinated me. <laughs> yeah, like the mummies and shit like that, and the tombs Bless. and all that. I used to always like that. Like yo, and I just like the word archaeologist. I was like, oh, I yeah. like that word. It sounds important and shit like that. So when my uncle came over and shit, hey, he was like the smartest person in the family at the time. He's like, what you want to be when you grow up? I was like, archaeologist. He's like, he was like shocked. Like, what? He's like, no. he said, well, ask me to tell his friends that. He used to have his friends come over. He's like, yo. Yo, 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 Tito, what you want to be with a girl? I'm like, archaeologist. That's probably, yeah, that's probably made you, that probably would make you want to be that shit. Yeah, it made me more amp and shit. Like, oh, yeah, he likes that. I'm going to keep doing it and shit like that. So it made me amp. But now, like, I'm, I'm obsessed. Like, all I watch, like, like, like conspiracy theory shit on YouTube and, like, yeah. archaeology shit, like, new discoveries and whatnot. So, oh, so, so you're still into it? Hell yeah. yeah. If my, on my son's Instagram, he's known as the young archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> it says in his bio. Yeah. Like, his name is Little ZV. That's just like his little, yeah. like, tag name is, like, the young archaeologist. Yeah. Shit like that. That's, that's, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta spread that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. When you're, like, looking to, like, learn new shit, mm -hmm. where do you go? Do you go? to like books you go to like youtube you go to like like learn like learn shit like like what, what like you if you're if you're trying to learn something new if i'm stumped on something like yeah that? like if you're stumped on something and it can be like literally anything mm. where, where do you go i actually i usually ask a homie and shit like that yeah i actually i, I usually like my network really my network's really important i try to like i try to troubleshoot a lot if like if something's not coming to me that easy and i know it could come easy to one of my people in my network i might just outsource it real quick mm -hmm. and just ask and have it done get get to it faster rather than make me just like just burring through it and whatnot but that's how i work everybody don't work like me though yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? a lot of people like to get it done themselves like i gotta know everything what i'm doing me the way the way i always work best that's why i always build a big team around me because i always have a, like people who have different skills at all times like 
this person might not know how to do this, this person might not do this. So I grab a whole bunch of people in my network and I just like I just start finessing. I'm getting yeah. cold. Yeah. Um, Brooke, what about you? When you're when you're going to, when you're like looking to learn something new, where do you go? And it can be like literally anything. <laughs> you, you're like, yeah, but what would be the first know, place you go? I, yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think of learning as somewhere where you have to look. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just, if you're receptive to learning, you can learn as you live. That's 100%. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's real. As you go through the experience. Like, but some people will view learning as, oh, reading books mm-hmm. or learning is, you know what I'm saying? Repetition of doing something over and over. Like, learning, you know, I don't know, just, Learning is very broad. You feel no, me? that's 100% a hundred percent real. Types of learning, so it's not ever like I'm necessarily looking for certain types. I just want to make sure I'm learning. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Like, yeah. I, like I learned how to edit from my homie Imu Gutter, that same guy who Word. did the whole content. Word. I remember I was obsessed. I was like, I have to learn how to edit on Final Word. Cut Pro. I'm like it's Word. gonna it's gonna help me be better and shit. So, yeah, like when it comes to, when it comes to like learning, like I guess when it comes like video editing, like that's for me is like repetition and i'll have moments where i'll you know attend youtube university straight and up. check these straight different up. type of skill sets that i don't necessarily know how to do and learn but for the most part just getting and understanding that if i plan the shoot beforehand then going into production like post it's going to be a lot more like swift of a process and then just keep doing that over and over and over again that's how i like literally see like progression within the work and then realize like damn i'm learning shit that like couple shoots past i had no <laughs> idea up. how to even have it straight look up. how it's looking right now so yeah repetition for sure that's mm-hmm. real um another random question i like to ask if you can, if you think about any like TV show, book, movie, whatever, what is like a character out there that you feel like you really resonate with? Hmm. Oh, well, I, I like uh, I like this show called Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's one of my ma- most favorite shows. So. The, all those cast members, I feel they have like a little bit of me inside of them. Like it's like, it's like uh-huh. five cast members, and I and I'm obsessed with them because I see myself in them. You know, like right. they're uh, they're 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 raunchy, they're funny, they're crazy. You know, and I, I right. see myself in. But I guess the goofy side of me because I do have a serious part of me also, and a caring part of me, and a giving part. And those characters have <laughs> they don't they don't obtain none of those qualities right. at all. Right? <laughs> they they're really crazy. But I just if, if I had to do with those characters though, because I, I like the cast of Always Sunny, and I, I feel like I could relate to them. I like acting like them for some reason. So, um, oh, out of those characters, because I, I fuck with that show oh, right. too. Out of those characters, who is oh. like your, <laughs> who's the most, yeah, or, or like what kind of qualities? Because like, like I, I like what would you get from oh, like I, Mac I or like you know what I'm saying? Like oh, I got you. Like from from Charlie, I like Charlie from Charlie. Nice. I like uh, like his uh, his rawness, his dirt. Like he don't care. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like right. he's a rat killer. You know what I'm saying? Whoever he don't even care. He's obsessed with the waitress and shit like that. <laughs> with Dennis, I love that. You know, Dennis he's just like he's like, like he's, he's, he's obsessed with like, himself. He's so Dennis got that delirious like that. cockiness. Yeah, like he just he thinks he's way like better than he actually is. He just has that ultimate. He's just like. Psychopath, like crazy. Yeah. Frank, he's just like a, a shooting gun. Like yeah. he's just like he don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's like he's like he's just raw. He's just like he's raw as he fuck. wants yeah. and whatnot. Mac, he's just like he's just a little crazy. He's crazy. Like all right, the gay part is <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's different. Yeah. But Mac does yeah. still got some good qualities. Yeah. Facts. You still I forgot about Facts. that. Mac Facts. is just Facts. so funny. funny. <laughs> he's just like clueless sometimes. Yeah, man, man. That's funny as hell. But, like, they, um, they, all, they all make me. They all let me feel good and loose and whatnot. That's yeah. why I guess I like those characters and I like the I like the show. And um. They're good people. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brooke, same question for you. Like, what's a character out there? TV, movie, book, anything? Character that you like, resonate with? I can't say like actual character, but I know I'll always just like, and even now, mm-hmm. even, even like as I speak it into this microphone, like I'll be so blown. That I'm not a Dragon Ball Z character. Like, I'm like <laughs> really? dog. Yeah. I should be able to just 
just fly yeah. out this joint. You see the world have in that way. Fucking beams accessible to me, <laughs> right? <laughs> just appear right in the palm of my hand yeah. if need be. But yeah, I just be like, damn, that's so crazy. <laughs> like, I can't do that. But nah, like, I really fuck with Dragon Ball Z. I fuck with anime. Yeah, I, fu- I fuck with that. I fuck with cartoons in general, man. For real, like I don't know. I, it's so crazy. Like I don't know why. And I don't. I can't. I'm not gonna speak for everybody, but I feel like some people try to like suppress shit or like try to just fuck with things that they just think that that are cool. You know yeah, what I'm that's saying? Real. Be- just for acceptance. Yeah, that's real. It's not even as if it's the standout or anything, but it's like. Yo, just stick whatever you, whatever your interest whatever is. You're into, just fuck just with that. What's that, wrong? Yeah. That's you. Yeah. Like that's. I that's feel like as wrong we get, I feel like as we get older, we set into that. But I feel like you know yeah. that that kind of realization learn comes at different. Oh, right. You got you kind of got to live life to learn it. Oh, but it comes Fox. at different stages for yeah, for Fox. people. You know what I'm saying? Come early for some. Some it comes later. Like. I know people who are still who are probably going to be in their forties soon. And they still haven't learned that lesson. Yeah, they're yeah. Like, they're still yeah. trying to keep up. They're still yeah. doing doing shit for no reason. I'm like, yo, you're doing it for no reason, and I could tell you why. The reasons why you're doing it for no reason. Yeah, yeah. You still yeah. probably won't understand that. Shit. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, you, sometimes like you can't like you can't even explain Make things no to people who don't get it. They want to spend either. a bag on something crazy, and I'm like, yo, you could be spending a bag on something like. Your own corporation, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, right, right. Your own moves, your own moves. You know what I'm saying? To yourself and to right. your brand, right. instead of like. So but like, like, even to like your point, Brooke, about the cartoons. I feel like when I was young, I used to act like I liked it. I liked cartoons that right. I didn't necessarily right. like, but it was right. like the cultural like yeah, of the moment fact. and everybody was watching fact. it, talking about like, oh, it. So, so that's what I was let like. Me tune, right. Let me tune into this. Yeah, let me tune yeah. into this and see what this right. shit about. Right. You know what I'm saying? But right. like even past that, like right. watching it, even though like not really feeling <laughs> it, but right. like watching it because you know it might come up in school the next yeah. day right. or some right. shit right. like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's part of the social, you know, I guess. And I feel like that's kind of just like, you know what like life is, but I feel like that's what it is now, but like so so many more things are like layers, bouncing man. around like that. You gotta have layers to you, man. Yeah. You, just, yeah. you gotta have layers. Like you yeah, wanna... I feel like I gotta have like one eye in or like one ear in and then like kind of just like. Yeah, sometimes you can't say I don't like that. Like cause... for some for certain people I meet, sometimes they're like, I don't like sports. Yeah. I'm saying like, all right, cool, you don't like sports. But what happens if uh, you could be meeting somebody who likes sports and then you guys have a conversation about it and it could lead to that bag. You should, at least, should at least know yeah, something. something. You know what I'm saying? Don't say you don't like something. It's culturally relevant. So like you should like... That person might be like... Know the team that won the Super Bowl. Like just know that. I don't like sports even though you do know the team that won the Super Bowl. You know that. That could be a conversation. You know what I'm saying? It's so crazy because it's like I don't even like ever like come into life off so let me go ahead and learn everything so I can... I can be able to partake in everybody. It's just like yeah, over your experiences, yeah, you yeah. realize you're like, damn, that's <laughs> what I do do, yeah. and that's a real strength. And it's then when you realize that, you're like, yo, people really should like understand that you don't need to be like, oh, I love this shit or anything. But like, yeah, for the sake of conversation, it's not even. It's not bad. It's, to like, know it's about not. It. It's not just. But like what Chef's saying, it's not just merely for the social aspect of shit. But you never know what. Chikalitu just for having an opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a matter of agreeing with somebody or anything, but just having an opinion Mm -hmm. on the matter at like hand. Like, oh, that's what you. And I feel like as you're living life, you can kind of tell like what things in your life. What things are bring what what people are bringing up, you know what I'm right. saying? So like, if people are bringing up like certain things on the regular, right. it don't hurt to like know what they're talking about, yeah, or like, you know what I'm saying? Be yeah. able to like have an opinion on it, like you Facts. said, the next time or some Facts. shit, you know what I'm saying? Facts. Or at some point, that's just real. I meet mean, a lot of people like that. Yeah, they yeah. shut it down quick. I don't like sports. What the fuck, bro? Like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you. Not joking. Yeah. That's real. <laughs> That's real. Um, I kind of want to ask your opinion on like food um, hey, out here. Yeah. Okay. Like what? What? What's like? What are you feeling when you're not making yourself some shit? What? Are, what are you into well, eating out here? You gotta show them poppers too. Oh yeah, yeah poppers. Man. Yeah. I gotta bring them pop, breakfast yeah. popper out here. Breakfast yeah. popper. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So it's like it's like this new thing I'm doing. But the food out here. Um, in this in particular neighborhood, I'm fortunate because we have more variety. Because mm-hmm. this neighborhood is more of a, a richer neighborhood or more better neighborhood. Okay, I go to other neighborhoods and it's just just like the hood in any other hood. You just got your KFC, McDonald's, Burger King, and uh, that's it. 
out here they got these little restaurants that you really don't see as much and they got like one called it's like or it's a cool real restaurant it's called Urban Plates now you go there real quick get a meal they got like a high op burger they got a cool pizzeria I go to called LAX Pizza which got the fire pizza New York style pizza <laughs> yeah. the closest to New York style pizza oh, even better than some pizza I even eat in New York and shit like that way 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 good and I love going there I go there on Monday because he is like buy one get one slice free and I even gave you the slice of that Bronx uh, bro, yeah, yeah, like that, that like, shit was fire. Fire, right? It was fire. Was Woke up, I was like, I was like yeah, it was yeah. so crazy. <laughs> I tell you, I was like, yeah, bro, you. I think you fuck with this because this resembles New York. Tell me not, right? Said, yeah, it was like some New York, East. New York style yeah, pizza. Facts, man. It was, yeah. it's, it's good. So yeah. I love going there. And, they, and on Tuesdays, they do buy one pie, get one pie free. Wow. Oh, and it's hey. New York, it ain't no bullshit either. Yeah. Some fire pie. It's like fire pie for a stone in the thing. <laughs> they're moving, they're moving pies out there. Oh, yeah. oh, my homie Kareem took me to this other joint the other day called uh, Hilltop uh, Egg and uh, Coffee and Egg or some shit like that. Had the ill ass, uh, was it short rib grilled cheese? Shit was on sourdough oh, yeah, bread. It was like some cheddar cheese with some short rib, shredded short rib and the grilled cheese sandwich. Fire, yo. Yeah, and, um, they got another coffee shop. They got a diner over here called Dina's Diner. They've been opened up since 1958. And that shit is fucking gas. They got a little <laughs> breakfast there. And before 11 o'clock, the breakfast is eight bucks. They got pancakes, Yo, sausage, eggs, all that. It's yeah. nice. The Dina's vibe is, is there. It's really big. It's old school and shit. You go in there like, oh shit, get merchandise in there. So they got in this neighborhood alone, they got a lot of good food spots that could go on. That's real. They got ramen spots. They got all types of spots yeah. out here. Yeah. This neighborhood is popular. Right. That's lit. Um, LA's known for tacos. You got any places you hit up when you're out here, bro? Yo. Because um, you're out here so, quite often, actually. Yeah, but do I have any particular? Well, you know, Chef Off Buck. Yeah. You know, Chef Off variety. Of always know where to get the on. good food. Got um, thing. Yeah, like... I, yeah, I don't have any signature. I just, I mean, you know, In and Out's good as shit. Yeah. I don't be out there. I don't be there often, but it's just fire. I fuck <laughs> with it. I fuck with the the regular shit. The Roscoe's be fire. Um, but you know, I need to make more of a habit. It was so crazy. I was just like emailing Uber Eats out here. Off yeah. some yo, I'm out here. I will shoot some content. Of some oh yeah, yeah. Type <laughs> shit. And, yeah, if you send That's them my real. way, because you know I'm trying to actually see like those unique spots that are like there's only one location because it's LA. You know what I'm saying? There's probably a lot of them, and I'm trying about to try to go there. So I definitely have like a better answer for you, like in yeah, person yeah. type shit. Yeah, like, That's real. Time, yeah. Like, that's real. I'm definitely trying to see like those spots that are like recommended out here for sure. Like, yeah. cause I'll be, I'll be venturing too much. You know? I'll be keeping it real, real regular for. for. That's real. <laughs> that's real. Um, yeah, I got a, a a final big question. Not too big. I'm not gonna put the pressure on. Yeah. It. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, if you had like a billboard, uh, what what message would you put on it? Hmm. A message you want to get out to potentially millions of people, what would it be? Probably a love vibe. Something like with a love vibe and shit, you know what I mean? Like a love vibe. Because people need to just see that word more and uh, and spread it more. So like love vibe. See that word love real big on the <laughs> Straight up. But like hood chef. Like not with nothing with food because I'm, I want to transition into like to even being a vegetarian, a veganism, mm -hmm. even after that, just because the injustice of cruelty of animals and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're, even humans are meant to eat, but I don't know if even I'm meant to eat, food, but I'm, I'm, I'm loving to be on meat burger. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? They're doing, they're doing shit like that. So something with like love vibe and something like with com more like community vibe, something with love and community, something with in those in those ends, you know? Okay. That's real. Love and community, bringing that. people together. I yeah. yeah, I mean, that even goes to like how you, what you credit, you know what I'm saying? You're come up to like just being nice to people, you know what I'm that's saying? What like about. that's yeah. literally, and I, I feel that way too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you like, you know, just kind of like be nice and do things for people without like really expecting anything, people exactly. will kind of like return the favor um, if they're good people. But if you are, trying to be good you'll kind of keep good people mm -hmm. around you, you know and what just saying? keep doing and like inadvertently you know yeah. what I'm saying mm -hmm. just um, keep working too yeah <laughs> uh, Brooke what about you Billboard uh, 
if I had a billboard, you know, hopefully it's for, you know, a show that I developed and it's a <laughs> premiere date and we're t- trying to tell you to tune in. Straight up. Tune in to uh, Uber. <laughs> straight up. Tune in to that shit. Um, yeah, man. I appreciate y'all for oh, doing this, man. Oh, like, straight before up. We, before we yeah. wrap up, man, we got, Chef got to show you these poppers. Oh, these poppers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Get these breakfast poppers out. It's a, it's a popper. It's, it's stuffing and sausage and, uh, Raisins, not raisins, cranberries and celery, and uh, that's all it is. Is that Jimmy this Dean sausage? Lit. Yeah, that's all it is. And I put it inside the uh, the little muffin little muffin joints, and you mm-hmm. just pop them out. It's like uh, <laughs> that's why it's called poppers. That's a little sweetness to it. Yeah, a little sweetness yeah, to it. You know, very, very pop. A little egg, one night, little uh, little fry egg. That's why I ate right before y'all came in. I ate like nine or ten in the pop. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and the chocolate. That's. That's my, maybe my, my more down her alley, but those mm-hmm. chocolates they're, they're fire and shit. They're not those right there. I don't, they're probably like light CBD, probably not that strong, so you don't have to worry about it. Also, lit, lit. But yeah, man, I appreciate y'all for taking time to do this. You know what I'm saying? Good times. Um, chef, let people know where they can find you and everything like that. You can mostly check me on my IG. That's Instagram at. The Hood Chef. That's T H E Hood Chef. H O O D C H E F. The Hood Chef on Instagram. I'm mainly on there. On my uh, story, uh, on my feed, making some videos. So check me there. DM me. Hit me up and let's connect. Yeah, man, Brooke. I appreciate you too, man. Um, pe- let people know where they find you. I'm sure they know, but yeah. <laughs> go ahead and drop them. Well, no. Yeah, Brooke Fasil. At B R U K E F A S I L, Instagram, Twitter, every all social media, same thing. And the website coming soon. Keep y'all posted. Yeah, man. I'm I'm really savoring this fucking uh, <laughs> popper. Yeah. <laughs> the show is delicious. Yeah, Lucky. Got a whole bunch of in the, in the show was good. Yeah, I'm about to dig, <laughs> dig into them, Jones. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all both. Um, yeah. No peace. Less. What's good, folks? This is Mech again. Uh, before we go, I just want to thank you again for listening to um, this episode of This A Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. Hit me up on any of the social media channels at itsnation.com. That's at itsnation.com, D-O-T-C-O-M spelled out. Hit me up there. Let me know how you felt about this. If anything in this episode resonated with you definitely save it listen to it again um i do that with podcasts all the time share this you know what i'm saying let your let your homies know about it again check out everything that we got on itsnation.com and we really got a talented team putting dope content together on there and again if you are interested in getting your podcast off the ground or uh, chopping it up about podcast ideas you know what i'm saying you want your voice to be heard anything like that hit me up uh, this a podcast at gmail.com that's this a podcast at gmail.com and we can definitely rap about it uh, but again man thanks I appreciate you guys for fucking with the brand <laughs>